PBS World News did a segment about what is still happening in Israel. And it is hard to watch. And even though I am going to censor some of the video, it is going to be hard to hear. And this is only about the recovery and identification. This isn't about the protests against Bibi and demanding the hostages be returned. This isn't about the Bedouins who, again, don't have the cover of the Iron Dome. 330,000 of them. They don't have electricity or food or water either. This is just about recovery and identification. Along Israel's Gaza border, nearly three weeks after Hamas's terror attacks, there is still more horror to clear. Soldiers secure the area against rockets and militants still infiltrating the border fence. But the most brutal of tasks now falls to hundreds of civilian volunteers, sorting through human remains. 56-year-old Eli moved to Israel from Rhode Island as a kid. In peacetime, he's a carpenter. What we're doing is going after everything else through the houses in order to collect all the remnants. Where we know the person was identified in this particular house, we put everything in the bag and we buried with him. Other places we don't know, it's just buried in a mass grave. Inside every shattered home in these small farming communities is another story of barbarous cruelty. 92-year-old Holocaust survivor Moshe was sleeping in this room when the kibbutz was attacked. Militants fired an RPG at point-blank range through his armored window and then sent him two hand grenades afterwards to make sure he was dead. In the living room, a lovingly made collage for Grandpa. Outside, volunteers have spent today collecting Moshe's remains from his shrapnel-ridden mattress. The team isn't only trying to identify victims, but to lay their remains to rest. By Jewish tradition, every part of the body must be buried. Two young parents and their son were killed by grenades in this room of their house. And working with paint scrapers, scraping off the specks of paint and body uh, uh, skin or, or, or residue from the ceiling. But many houses, cars and bodies were set aflame, leaving them burned beyond recognition. On this army base in Tel Aviv, dozens of combat and civilian specialists, morticians, doctors, dentists among them, have come together to set up this mobile morgue and field forensics unit. This facility had to be brought together as fast as possible to deal with the sheer scale of death from these terror attacks. Behind me, cargo containers hastily transformed into fridges to store the hundreds of bodies waiting to be identified and returned to their families. Gilad Barat runs the operation. Every day, truckloads more bodies arrive. I've seen babies, six years old, two years old, that was burned alive. We had a truck the other day of, I don't know how many, but small bags with children that each one of them was burned alive. Mothers, mother hugging their child, trying to protect them. And after the, they, they shot them and killed them, they abused the bodies with, with shovels, with axes. They, they cut their heads, their, their hands. We have many bags that contain body parts here. We don't know if it's part of bodies that we already have here that are missing parts, oh, it's new bodies, we don't know. In a private screening with the Israeli military of footage from Hamas body cameras, CCTV and victims' phones found at the scene, the news hour witnessed a record of the horrors of October 7th. Grenades thrown directly at families. A man being decapitated with a shovel from his garden. The tiny, burned bodies of babies. The shadow behind Gilad's eyes shows he has seen much more. The problem is that part of the bodies did not survive. We cannot take fingerprints, we cannot take DNA from them. More than 1,400 people are confirmed dead. 222 are known to be held hostage in Gaza. For the families of those still missing, their fates unknown. The wait is agony. For the record, those are IDF soldiers. Besides the IDF being a draft. Which right now I can almost guarantee you no one has been allowed to get out of. This is one of the things the IDF is doing. When you make the blanket statement that you're anti-IDF, this work is some of the work you're talking about. This recovery and identification. I don't know about you, but I'm 
pretty strongly supporting those IDF members. Surprise, it's nuanced, just like everything else. What isn't nuanced is the atrocities that Hamas committed on October 7th, nor the atrocities of the Israeli government in Gaza, even though everything surrounding them is. You cannot say that this is fake. You think these are all actors? This is what you weren't letting people mourn on October 7th. I hope you get it now. Refouage les mains to all of us in need of healing, and may the memories of those who have been lost and those who will be lost be blessings and a revolution for peace, freedom, and safety for all. Shortcast Club.